Okay, so the last one, uh, last one, last month was um, obviously our first podcast. Uh-huh. Um, what did you feel it had missing right from the intro? I know we did that little um, uh, vocal right. linguistics, uh-huh. um, but what do you feel it was missing? But um, what what all good podcasts? What do they have at the start? Oh, they're normally selling something. Yeah, they're selling something. Got a little jingle. There we go. So yes, I have prepared ourselves a little introduction. Little, little bit of a song, little bit of a theme tune. Um, oh. I am not a professional singer, but here we go. Okay. Splits and squats, splits and squats. Chloe does the splits and Ash does the squats. Splits and squats, splits and squats. Chloe's trying to squat, but Ash can't split. Splits and squats, splits and squats, splits and squats. Yeah! Do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> So obviously we're going to get a band to record that for us, probably the Foo Fighters or Blink-182 or something like that, but I'm yeah. I'm really sorry to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually heard that before then. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so yeah, thanks for everyone who listened to our first episode. Uh, we were very happy with the amount of views and comments we got back, which is really awesome. So do leave us comments and likes or message us about what you think of this one. So uh, today we're going to have a look at diet, everything eating, everything that we do with food because I think we're quite different in the way yeah and we've our past has definitely been very different yes um I do want to start by saying we are not nutritionists um me myself this is just things that I've tried over the last five-ish years that I've actually been caring about this Uh, I've been more focused in the last year and um conveniently over lockdown but it was just before lockdown I'd be really focusing in uh, honing in my skills on nutrition and eating as such like that. So um, you've you've now moved out, haven't you? I have, yeah. Uh, and you, you were saying before that you were struggling with your food because of that. Mm-hmm. How are you finding your new freedom of moving out and eating? Uh, yeah, good so far. Um, eating so many veggies. My lovely housemate, she does do a lot of the cooking for us. So she rams everything full of veggies, which is amazing. But one of my conditions of moving out was the fact that I had to eat Properly. Yes, we, we were definitely looking at that, weren't we? Yeah, I'm not a very good eater. Like, at home, my mum would cook really good like dinners, but like in a day, I would just skip lunch, or I just wouldn't eat much. Which is never yeah, good. It's not. No. But no, so far, so good. Well, you, you say that. How's that snack drawer you were talking about? Okay, so we had a snack drawer. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually okay, because it's in a cupboard and I can't see it. Yeah. Whereas if you put a chocolate bar in front of me, I will eat it. Well, you just came in for a topic that we, well, a podcast that we were talking about eating on with three quarters of a chocolate cake that I had to get rid of. And obviously I'm going to eat it. So that's a look into our diets. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely help with eating. Um, and eating and dieting is such a minefield of something to talk about. Uh, quite a good analogy I, I've heard it um be likened to before is have you heard the story of the four blind men and an elephant i don't think so no okay so it's one of these like um fables just trying to explain something Mm -hmm. so if you imagine describe describe to me an elephant big yeah brown oh no they're (laughs) grey yeah give me some features like its ears its legs they got big trunks yeah yeah. Got a little tail. Yeah. Got big ears. Okay, so you, you've said four there. So if we've got four blind men now, 
one of those blind men are holding the, is holding the trunk. Mm-hmm. One of them's holding its ear. Mm-hmm. One of them's holding its leg. One of them's holding its tail. Do you think that just from that small bit of information that they've got, they could perfectly describe that elephant to you if they've never seen an elephant and they've been blind their whole life? Oh, no way. No. So, as, as we know what elephants are, we can, we can describe them, like you were saying, the different parts. Whereas these people that have no idea except for what they've got in front of them and they're touching the elephant's knee, they can say, this is, this is quite wide. They could, uh, although... Although it feels like skin, they could liken it to a tree, or they wouldn't know it was an elephant. Mm-hmm. So to bring that back to what we were talking about, so many people, uh, when it comes to eating and dieting, they just grasp onto one thing. They they try to identify with um, with the diets that they're on. So you hear people saying that they're veggie, they're paleo, they're vegan. They're lacto-free, they're celiac, and celiac's slightly different because it is like medical, but people like to have these titles of things that they identify with. Definitely. Um, Whereas, um, and then it becomes an ideal is, oh, I'd love to eat like that. So people then go and uh, go fully inserted into like these paleo diets where they're they're restricting so many food groups. what works for one, but basically what I was trying to say is what works for one person doesn't always work for another. But yeah, I think people can get even more obsessed with that than just being those categories. It can be no carbs, no this, no that. I'm doing a juice cleanse. I'm on these mm, teas. Yes. Maybe fruit. Like it can go even smaller than, <laughs> than that than just being categorized as vegan or whatever you are. Yeah, there's, there's so many titles out there. I could be, I could be listing them for days. Um, but what people need to actually understand is the basics mm-hmm. and yes there are some people out there on uh, social media that I don't really like we we know who we're talking about he just goes out there and shouts calorie effing deficit and yes that is a big thing but a lot of people don't understand what calories are in their food no definitely not I think I don't think people know or know like the hidden calories and stuff as mm. well like you think you're eating one thing when actually there's lots of different components in food. So one one that we were talking about a while ago, you were saying, oh, I have my tea with milk and yeah. and stuff like that. People don't think about the calories that are in milks. Yeah. So we're going going a little bit deep now, but when you're looking at like fasting and stuff like that, people have milk in their coffees or sugar in their coffees. And because they've now had some calories, they've taken them out of that fasting state. They just don't think that the calories in these foods or these drinks even matter um i saw a post that it was actually from crossfit cheltenham they put up on their instagram quite a good uh, nutrition pyramids crossfit loves their pyramids everything's got a strong base of this and then it slowly works up to the things that you need to be doing not less of but worrying about less until that you've got the base sorted so they came up with the pyramids at the bottom I don't know if they came up with it, but their post said at the bottom is calories and people need to start focusing on learning where their calories are coming from yeah. and getting, if they want to lose weight, realizing they need to be in a calorie deficit. And if they want to gain weight, having good calories in a, in a slight surplus. And then it moves into your macronutrients. You've probably heard of these. I've started getting on you about protein, mm-hmm. protein, carbs, and fats. Yeah. That's your macros. And then you can start looking further into your micronutrients, making sure you're getting enough of your vitamins, your potassium, your, all the minerals like that. 
And then once you've got understanding of those three levels, that's when you can start looking at looking further into things like timing. So um, f timings and frequency. So you must have heard some of the lads that train in your gym. Yeah. Do they just constantly sit there with Tupperwares? They're having like six meals a day. Have you seen that? Um, I don't know. I'm not eating my treatment room, so I don't normally see if they're eating. Oh, yeah, you're, you're in your little Harry Potter cupboard, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so bodybuilders especially, they, they like to have six or seven or eight meals a day, smaller, freak, more frequent meals. They think that's the perfect perfect way to, to cycle in your food. Um, so like I said, that's like the fourth level, your timing and frequency. And then once you've got all of those four lined up, that's when you should be looking at your supplements, like trying to find where to get your extra micronutrients and your macronutrients from supplementation. But people want to jump to the top. They just want to ask what protein should I take? What steroids should I be taking? But I think and that's really confusing. To your average Joe blog yeah. who doesn't know anything, he wants to lose some weight, I think when you start talking about macros and macronutrients, I think that's just confusing. Okay. Which is why I think people jump on the, oh, I'll just do no carbs before Mars, or I'll do this, because I think it's easy, because when you start talking about big words, deficit is a jargon word, <laughs> micronutrients, like macronutrients, like that. Yeah. That's jargon, and your average Joe who sits on Instagram for most of the day is not gonna understand that. Okay, so we we will um, come back with deficit. the The easier way to talk about that is possibly your energy in mm -hmm. is uh, should be less than your energy out if you want to be in a deficit for yeah. calories. So you're you're expending more cal calories than you're eating. Yeah. I've, I'm not trying to teach you to suck eggs, but I just thought I'd uh, explain that then. Um. And that's like, as I've been looking into it over the last few months, if I was to write a sort of book as, I, as I've been going, I've, I've been giving myself chapters as I've started to realise these things. First of all, it started off as uh, a calorie is just a calorie. Like you have to think about the calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. And um, and then when you start to, this, this is looking into the, um, the nutrition pyramid that I was just alluding to. Yeah. The, the, second calorie, uh, the second chapter will just simply be the opposite of that. A calorie is not just a calorie. So this this might go a little bit deep. You, I know you were saying is for the average person, yeah. but it's, it's very important to understand. So let, let's for, for a minute say that you ate a, a meal of a thousand calories. So out of those thousand calories, 90% of, um, of that thousand, so I hope my mass is right. That's 900 calories, right? <laughs> 900 calories of that yeah. comes from just protein source. Mm -hmm. So the remaining 10 can be whatever you want. 90% yeah. of that comes from protein. When you then burn that thousand calories off, mm -hmm. you'll have a net loss of around 260 calories. Uh, wrong, 260 grams of body weight. So once your body's metabolized all that food, you'll lose 263 grams. If you do the same with fats, so a thousand calorie meal, 90% of that comes with fats, uh, your net loss will be 480 grams. So you'll lose more weight because the fat is harder to break down because that's then expending more energy breaking that down, yeah. um, causing your body to lose a little bit more body weight. If you do the same thing with carbohydrates, you, these are often referred to as easy, easy to use stores of energy, aren't they? Yeah. If you have a thousand calories where 90% of that comes from carbohydrates, you actually gain nearly 300 grams of body weight 
just uh, just from how easy they are to break down. Wow. Yeah. So uh, and that's something I didn't realize until again starting reading these books, and it it start it sort of makes sense. So you're looking at some of these athletes. There's a lot of elite cyclists that do very low carbohydrate, high um, fat training diets. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to like their competition, they will still do still do a carb load before they go out on their big rides. Um, so as we're we're going a little bit into the weeds now, so we're going to come out a little bit. I, I mentioned sports a little bit. So Chloe, you were a dancer. Yeah. You you still are. You still dance are. dance teacher yeah. teacher, aren't you? Um, do you know well, when you're at university or maybe with the the kids that you're teaching now? Do you notice if they've had a bad diet? Uh, if they're under eating, anything like that, do you um, think or notice um, an effect in performance, flexibility or anything like that? I don't think, well, okay, I guess I should start from the beginning of my story kind of a bit. So yeah. when I went to uni, uh, second year, very stressful, big workload, wasn't living in the best conditions, I, yeah, really not amazing. Um, so I was really suffering my stress, my anxiety, and I was not eating. Eating was not a priority in my day. I had to get to class, do my work, do my essays, go to rehearsals until 10 o'clock at night. Eating was not my priority in life. By the time I got home, I was hungry. And whether that was, uh, my meals consisted of saucepans of pasta, with sauce. If I was lucky, there'd be a handful of spinach in it. Uh, packet rice with just a tin of curry sauce, so no chicken or anything, just rice and a sauce. No good, no goodness in there at all. No, <laughs> I was lucky on a Friday night, I might end up having a takeaway of some sort. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, really, really horrendous. I was probably eating about two tablespoons worth of porridge in the morning. I was just not. Might luckily make a sandwich or get a sandwich at uni for lunch. Might be the odd apple. I was horrendous eating how did you feel when you were at your dance training for that like when you went to is it is it training is it practices yeah, sessions class, yeah so um at the time i didn't really think anything of it because you just do it you just get through it and that's just you know there's a lot of just like going to class sleeping going to class um and you just don't really think about it but now looking back i was exhausted i was mm. not healthy i yeah not a great time of my life looking back at it but i myself at the time didn't realize my performance was suffering in any way mm. but now looking back i'm like oh if i had eaten what i know now or what i eat now or i would be so much better i'd be such a stronger dancer because i wasn't getting stronger because i just wasn't eating my food wasn't covering what i was burning out yeah, you you were saying, you were saying your food wasn't a priority, no. whereas without being too obvious, like your your food is your fuel, so you were yeah. expending all this energy in your dance classes, in in your lessons, trying to learn and study for university, mm-hmm. and the stress obviously yeah. burns off calories as well. You're not fueling your body; you're running no. on fumes. I live a Facebook flashback the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I look so unhealthy. My face is hollow, my legs are tiny." I can remember my mum saying to me, uh, "Must have been about November." So I'd been to uni for the first term from like September to November, and I can remember my mum saying, "Oh, I know when you're back at uni because your legs look skinny." All right. And that's a part of people that no one really says, "Oh, your legs look skinny." 
Well, they do on some guys that skip leg day in the yeah. gym, but. <laughs> like, like the thigh. Like yeah. A, a weighty area where you don't lose much weight from, unless you're losing a lot of weight. But my mum said to me, she said, oh, your, your, your legs look really skinny. And you're, you're not a big girl anyway, so no, I'm not any big. weight to lose is. Yeah. It's going to come off somewhere. And the fact that it's yeah. noticeable as well, that's, that's never good. Yeah, so at the time, I had no idea, really. But no, now looking as a dance teacher, looking at my kids, you know, like when we do Christmas show, you know the ones that haven't eaten a great lunch because they're absolutely knackered. Mm. And now knowing what I know now, eating and exercising properly is just so good for dance training. Are you feeling feeling better now that because uh, we looked at your food a little bit, didn't we? Yeah. We, I, mean, I tried to make you eat more protein uh, in in your meals. Yeah, do you feel I mean, feel better in your training and stuff now? Yeah, so I've, oh, I have been to uni for what, nearly like four years now. And since then, my But you're working now, you, so you yeah. you do still have your full-time job, you've, uh, you've yeah. got your massage you're doing, and you're doing dance teaching as well. Yeah. So are you, uh, yes, you are going to be drained, but do yeah. you feel like you're still able to perform throughout the day? Um, there's times when I'm like, oh, I need to go eat something, because I'm like, like I can now recognize it. Whereas yeah, that's I good. Just work through it, and you know, meal times at this time, like that's what mm. I eat. I do now recognize it, and I eat more than I probably ever really have. In between, like if I can grab an apple in between massages or a banana, or even just something to keep me going more. I'm just mm. eating generally better now. Yeah, that's good. Sure. So we'll we'll do this a before and an after almost. How regularly do you think you would skip a meal? Uh, um, when you were at uni? Oh, all the time. Like daily? Yeah, you... daily. That's, that's just not good. <laughs> um, okay, we move away from that. We know that's yeah. not good. And how about now? How regularly are you doing it these days? Um, throughout lockdown, I was really good. I, was, I had mm. three meals a day, probably from February to like mid-lockdown. I think that's like a really long stint. Yeah. I'd say now... Once or twice a week, and that is just like, if that. But most of the time, I'm eating three meals a day now. Yeah, um, you you came over. We were uh, we massaged on each other the other week, mm-hmm. and I remember at the end of that, you were you were thinking about just going home and going to bed and skipping your meal, weren't you? So I, I, I forced you to have one of my meal preps, and yes, we got we got some chips to go with that. It but just, it's, it just becomes like a state of mind, just like ah oh, yeah, I'll skip that meal. Not no, not even like that. It's just you know what? Right now, my priority is. Tired. I'm shower. <laughs> That's the priority. Yeah. Yeah. Fair Especially enough. Probably very different to your experience mm. with food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it definitely has. Um, I've I've never really had an issue eating. As as you know, when we were on our massage course, uh, you kept hearing my alarm go off on my watch. Uh, oh, time for my breakfast. Snack time. <laughs> <laughs> Morning snacks. Get, oh, gotta get the gotta get these in. <laughs> well i mean i think that's where we we started talking because you, you were asking me about food back then even just on a massage course and i mean everyone was fascinated by me pulling out my tupperwares uh in at okay. lunchtime and seeing so, what we had for lunch ash meal preps for his whole week like breakfast lunch and dinner and it is a thing to behold it's a thing of beauty if you've ever experienced him actually in the meal prepping phase in his kitchen it is like 
<laughs> bit of a Tasmanian devil going oh all over God, the place, yeah, isn't like, it? Zooms around the kitchen, and then like two and a half hours later, or not even that, an hour, whatever, sometimes he has this like beautifully laid out Tupperware <laughs> with like his each meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for that week, and yeah, I think more people probably need to get on that because makes for a good Instagram picture, doesn't it? it yeah. <laughs> yeah, the um, I've, I mean, the reason why I do that is, I just. I, I'm just needing structure in my life. Mm-hmm. So I've, as I might have said the other week, uh, well, the other podcast, sorry. Um, I was a high level swimming athlete for a long time. I spent 17 years of my life being told what to do, when to do it, go yeah. to class, eat, train, do this. When I, when I then left university, I, I got in a bad uh, cycle. I was, I was working in bars. So when I got back from bars, I was staying up watching TV and my circadian rhythm was just getting all thrown off. So I need a structure back in my life. What better structure is there than the military, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that I'm coming out, I'm, I'm trying to do things to force my structure. And I thought I would, go, I would be good. I'd have a, a week off my meal prep last week. Yeah. It all just went out the window. Yeah. So I, I managed to get... No, I skipped breakfast Monday. Yeah. And you again at meals. Because, <laughs> well, I, I ate really badly on the Sunday, so I thought I'd just go into a fasted state all the way through Monday. Okay. And I thought, nah, this isn't good. I want to tra- train this week. I did train. I trained Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought, no, I need to eat. And I was about to cycle to Aldi. And I thought, well, it's that eat out to help out. Why don't I just go to town and get two meals for the price of one and just eat both of those? Get burgers and chicken wings somewhere. So... That in my head was proteins. So I, I made that acceptable in my head. And I probably shouldn't have. But then I came back and I still had the massive meal that I was planning as if I had fasted for the whole day. So that yeah. was that was a horrendous, horrendous calorie day. Tuesday was similar. My, my housemate came back and I said, oh, should we go get fish and chips? So we had fish and chips for dinner. Wednesday was all right. And then Thursday... I went out and met a friend. We had lo- a few drinks and we had dinner out and everything. Nice. And and that was that was silly. And then Friday was horrendous. <laughs> I, I say I had a sausage sandwich. I had a whole pack of sausages. So eight sausages in, in, in for my breakfast. Um, KFC delivery for lunch. And oh my then uh, my mum and her friends came over to watch the rugby. And so I thought, four of us, I'll get six pizzas from Gumby's, which, if by the way, you need to go and get it if you're in the Gloucestershire area. This is the best pizza I've had. Um, yeah, between the four of us, I got six pizzas. And neither one of them ate even close to a whole pizza. So How many pizzas did you eat? Probably three and a half. <laughs> I just don't understand how you that big. I don't get it. I would love to be able to eat that much food. Love to. Oh, I, ju- I just forced myself to train extra this weekend and throughout the week, but I'm back on it now. I'm not being stupid. I did my pro- meal prep again this week and it all looks good again, so I'm well happy with that. So is your meal prep more convenience just for your general life? Yes. Um, yes and no. So I think I started it when I changed um, changed units and they uh, in the Marines and they didn't have decent kitchens. Um, it was one hob that we'd have to share between, I want to say, eight of us. <laughs> and like, that, that, just, that just doesn't work. No. So I thought, right, I'll make my meals and, um, and just stick them in the fridge. 
and and yeah, so it started with that. And then the guy I was living with at the time, um, he he started looking at what I was cooking, and he was saying for my goals, I wasn't having enough protein. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was just having a, a little bit of protein, loads of pasta, um, just how you would just make a normal meal. But I was having far too much pasta than what I would usually have. Uh, well, quote unquote, should be having. Um, so I started looking into it up in my up in my protein intake and all that and from there it was just so much easier and like you said a convenience to to meal prep it would take me two and a half hours maximum on a sunday evening for then a four minute microwave instead of every single meal i I would be there half hour maybe an hour cooking a meal yes it's great for social because we're all in the kitchen together at work it's it's quite cool communal area but an hour if you can get to the hob on time and that's when skipping meals starts to come in mm-hmm. because you you go you go in there and see everyone working uh well making making their foods and you just think oh, I'll wait I'll wait and then all of a sudden the little co-op down the roads look has cookies and you think that'll do I'll just yeah. have cookies for dinner so I'm forcing myself to eat um not even forcing myself but yes the convenience element of it is great so is it also then like you can control what you are eating so you can make sure you're getting what you need in those meals as well? That, that's what it's now turned to. So yeah. I am looking a lot more into it now. I'm I'm eating a lot of protein. Everyone will think that, uh, everyone says that's too much, but nah. I, I really think like as, you're, as you can train to lift more weights, mm-hmm. your body can be trained to absorb more protein uh, at, at once and macronutrients and micronutrients. If, if you think about it, uh, I think the body has an amount of th- um, amount of like calories, protein, and stuff that it can absorb as- at once. Yeah. But the same way that people can get fat and uh, by having too many calories, yeah. your body starts adapting to eating too many calories, and then it starts to need it, and then it starts to store it. And hopefully, it's doing the same thing, but with my excess of protein instead of my excess of calories. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're gonna consume anything. Having Protein, then like the fats is mm. going to be a win-win mm. rather than storing the wrong thing. Then. Say again. You're storing the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, and um, it, it's all about how your bo- how your body uses things. There's probably people on there uh, that can correct me and what I'm saying, but it's working for me. And that comes back to what we said earlier: what works for one may not work for another. Definitely. You got to find things that work for you. So we we said about you skipping meals, and then we came on to on to me. Uh-huh. Are you feeling happier and healthier now that you're making your own meals? Yeah, I mean it's nice to decide what I want. Yeah, and I've got a little bit more freedom because if I want it, I can buy it and then I can eat it. Whereas before it was like, ah, oh, what's in the fridge? What has Mum brought for the house? What can I eat? So yeah, I think yeah. Okay, uh, so we said earlier that you were a dancer at university, still a dancer now, and you sent me a podcast uh, to listen to from, which was a little bit out of my comfort zone because it was, uh, was it just about ballet or was it dancing in particular? It's dancing in general, but, but they are very ballet. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, it was talking about points and uh, being on point, 
and that's obviously being on the on the top of your point shoes, isn't it? Is it point slippers? Is it? Is that what you call them? Is it shoes? I, d- I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, so we're, like they, one of the topics that they said on there was something that obviously, as a man, I've never had to think about. But the crazy thing that your diet can actually affect like your periods and your oh. hormone levels and everything like that. Yeah. So the podcast was Beyond the Point podcast, and the speaker was a nutritionist, and she's called To the Point Nutrition. And so if you're dancy, go and have a look at them because the stuff they do on Instagram is really really good and they they just talk absolute truth about dance which people don't talk about it's very hush hush the whole industry and people don't talk about issues like the whole ballet west thing that's just happened so go check that out i don't <laughs> even know what that means oh, we, <laughs> we won't get into that though that now. but no they are really really good so yeah no i suffered with my periods and my cycles when at uni because obviously i was a few of myself my female athlete triad was all over the place so if you're not eating, you're not sleeping, things that are gonna cause issues are your menstrual cycle and your bone growth. Yeah. Giving you like osteoporosis and stuff when you're older. You're just not feeling yourself right. So things like periods stop because to have periods, to for eggs to fly around. It needs do fuel, need doesn't do. it? They need fuel, and if you don't have the fuel, your hormones are all in the wrong order. Your hormones mm. just aren't being produced, so your periods stop. I did a, a little bit of research into it, and apparently, if you're below twenty percent body fat you do run the risk of coming off your cycle here and there every now and then. But apparently below uh, 11% body fat is critical. So if yeah. you drop below that, you, you're not going to get anything. Yeah, and definitely. with dancers being so so focused on body composition and you, you were saying it's all related to your height, which is almost like BMI, yeah. which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How, how does it even make sense? Like if, you, if you're doing something... And your natural functions stop. That's not... How does that even compute to being normal? And like like I said, this is something I've had no clue about. Yeah, no, it is ridiculous because in dance it's very based on looks and how you look. How tall you are, how skinny you are. And it is getting better, I must say it is getting better. But it's considered normal, isn't it? Oh yeah, you'll miss your your cycle every now and then. Yeah, no. Why is that normal? <laughs> because there's an ideal in dance, no matter what, and especially in ballet, there is an ideal of your body shape and the way you look, and that is what people want. So people will not eat and skip and have issue, eating issues and disorders to look a certain way, and it's horrendous. And then obviously with that, especially because there's a lot of young girls a lot of the time from like 14 so when you really first start your period to 25, it just, it, everything just stops because you're, you're not fueling yourself enough because you want to look a certain way because weight and they measure you and they weigh you, especially at a lot of ballet schools. And they'll tell you if you've put on weight and it's just, it's just wrong. For, for a growing body, that's, I, I can't even fathom why you would even do that. Yeah. And um, you, you touched on it there. Um, you you do get quite picky about yourself, don't you? So it, and the the podcast I used quite a good word. It wasn't uh, wasn't the usual word. They usually uh, well they said um, it's all about body dissatisfaction, mm-hmm. and I not that I've had the same issues, mm-hmm. but that that must be rife in yeah. dance. Yeah. So I can sit here and go in a dance point of view. I'm not tall enough. I'm too chunky. I'm too stocky. I would need longer legs. 
I would need to slim down, I would need to get rid of my thighs, sorry, I did it uni. I, I, and that's just picking off the top of my head, things about mm. myself, like sat here right now. And then when you've got a coach or, or like your peers also picking yeah. at you as well. And then when you're stood next to a very tall, beautiful ballerina who has legs up to her eyebrows. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so comparative dance. Yeah. So, and everyone is a perfectionist in that room. And I think jealousy does fly around as well and certain looks and there's so much comparison between someone else who's a completely different body type to me. Yeah. It's just not healthy. Yeah. And um, yes, it's a little bit different for me because being an athlete and working on athletes like bodybuilders and yeah. such, you, you might find this yeah. now in MJ's. Um, you you actually like the the term that I came well not came up with but I've heard bigorexia. It's almost like the opposite of anorexia, which mm-hmm. which some people might get touchy about. But it it is a thing. Like lad, you'll see lads stood in the mirror after a session. Oh, my arms aren't big enough. My shoulders aren't big enough. This I, yeah, I think it just doesn't even co- it this covers everybody. I do not know anybody who is completely one hundred percent satisfied with how they look. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why body dissatisfaction is such a great title for it. I think. Yeah. Um, because, like you said, everyone's got something they don't like about their body. Yeah. Male, female, whatever you are, everyone has something. Oh, my nose too big. Oh, my ears mm. too big. Oh, I don't look right in this dress. Oh, my legs look rubbish in shorts. Mm. I think it covers everyone. Yeah. Yeah, and and with that uh, covering, saying it covers everyone, the majority of people you you like to well when when you see on Instagram or just in conversation or the, the one of the quotes from mean girls oh i just need to lose 10 pounds or i just need to lose that extra five pounds and then i'll be happy and i think we now breed humans we birth humans and we grow them up in a world where little girls need to be beautiful and pretty and princess-like and little boys need to be strong and muscly and then you get older and social media comes out and you see these beautiful people who look this way but you don't because it's got filters on and then you <laughs> and, then look at you and i think we yeah. just live in a world where we are constantly shown things that we aren't happy with and we want to be like mm. completely so it will just keep growing and growing and growing get even worse and worse and worse but yeah the the thing i didn't like about you you saying the dancers being weighed mm-hmm. dancers need to be strong strong and flexible uh-huh. and to have strength you're going to need some muscle yeah. and muscle weighs more than fat yes, it does. so you could you could be quite heavy because you are muscular and strong yeah. and and not 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 just with dancers but when people are trying to lose weight and they're going to the gym and they're doing hypertrophy exercises and not just running on the hamster wheel at, at the gym and they are putting on yeah. muscle so then they step on the scales and they might not have lost weight yeah. or they might have put on a couple of pounds and they look they and they get upset by that they yes they look they they might look better but oh i i don't weigh any less what's happening people need to understand that the i know everyone says oh yeah muscle weighs more than fat so that's good but then people are still obsessed with the weight on the scale yeah like it's okay to say that but you you're still obsessed with that scale weight i think mm. it's the same thing of um, especially in women and going to the gyms, oh, I don't want to look bulky. Especially in that. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I love I, hearing I, this. I, I don't want to look bulky, though. I literally had one of them say it to me in my last strength and conditioning class I did with them. Mm. And I was like, use this big water bottle as a weight. And one literally said, 
I want to get bulky. And I was like, you're lifting a two litre water bottle. And going back to what I was saying about the bigorexia with bodybuilders, do you know how long people try to get big? Like, it doesn't just happen overweight. Oh, look, a weight uh, overnight side. Oh, look, a weight. I'll pick that up. Boosh, muscles. Like, yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not like, going to happen, no. And, uh, it, it, it just, it, that, that side sums it up. Like, yeah. it just doesn't work like that. And the benefits of weight training and actually eating and yeah. gaining muscle other than fat, it's just ridiculous that people don't look into it. And as, as we were saying at the start, it almost comes to these restricted diets that people want to identify as it. Oh, I'm low carb. Oh, I'm Atkins and keto. And, and they, they like these titles and they still haven't looked into it. I don't know if, I don't know what you know about keto, but you need to look so deep into the weeds with that to actually make it work right. Yeah, so I happened to be on Pinterest the other day. The <laughs> recipes were coming up, so I was like, oh, I'll have a little look at keto. It was the most confusing thing I've mm-hmm. ever looked at. Like, the amount of limitations of things that you can and can't eat. And yeah. I think it's very easy to get obsessive with a diet and become quite obsessive with it, whether you're counting calories. Because I know if I count calories, I get a little bit obsessed and then try and aim to get lower than I should be. Yeah. Or, so, so I think people get obsessive, but keto was the most, like... It's deep, the, oh the sort God, of stuff yeah. that you're looking into with that. Um yeah, and like you were saying, people get obsessive with things. They start to put these foods on pedestals mm-hmm. and, and not just, like I was saying, identifying. Yeah. But it's these naughty meals, that, that, the tub of ice cream, the pizza, the and the, the cheap meals. Well, we, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that a little bit. But because people, well, this, that's generalizing. When people put um, foods up on a pedestal, that's all they think about. Oh, this salad this salad's great and it's good for me with with all the extra protein and stuff but i really just want a pizza and and then they'll one day they'll cave and they'll have a whole domino's yeah other pizza places are available <laughs> but but the the domino's pizza is so disgusting it's so many calories and it the, the ingredients aren't great because it's mass produced and it's thrown out there i'm not gonna get off my high horse about that but the, when you when you then cheat on your quote-unquote cheat on your diet by having these pizzas or this takeaway or you you then feel crappy afterwards because because you've you've cheated on it yeah it's like the negative connotations that come with the fact that you exactly so if you take away the negative aspects of that and have a little bit every now and then it's it's not going to be as bad so cycle into your diet every now and then a slice of pizza with with whatever you're eating i, I know that might not work for everyone but cycle uh, going back to what we said at the start yeah. what works for you might not work for someone else find what works for you yeah no so i'm in an office uh with my office job and they are quite often on different diets and i'm like i love hearing about this <laughs> they're on a diet but they'll still eat the biscuits <laughs> So that's why I hate these really massive um, 
calorie deficit diets or really strict diets that are just you can't you can't continue them they're not conducive like for uh, a lengthy lifestyle uh, you need to find something that you can continue and they're not nothing a diet should not be just for convenience so whether that's a tea from instagram that just <laughs> to lose weight gummy bears injections and Gemma collins is a good shout out for oh no if you are wanting to lose weight it's not a quick fix that's probably okay mm. for me to say but it's not a quick fix it's a it's a life change yeah so the uh, that's led quite nicely onto this i don't know if you know i don't know if england actually has a version of it but america's got a tv show called the biggest loser and they take big fat fatties <laughs> and they smash them for i don't know a month two months yeah. and they lose loads of weight mm-hmm. fantastic but their their diet is so restrictive they're having they're having such a large calorie deficit that when they go home to their families that I'm not assuming but are probably a similar size to them that haven't changed their diets haven't changed their way of thinking their relationship with food their exercise program they're going back slotting into their exact lifestyle and like gaining all the weight back on if not more yeah it's like I really like watching my 600 pound life because at the end they're still that's not someone that's just living on 600 pounds a month is it No. no Jeez, 600 pounds. That's a lot. Mm. A lot, a lot. Oh, I can't even think about weighing that much. I'm I'm just around 200 pounds at the moment. So to put that into perspective for you. I've stopped weighing myself. <laughs> I, that's something I like to get a little bit obsessed about. Yeah. Yeah, and um, getting obsessed with diets is, is not good. You, that And that's sort of what I got you you started to say that you were getting a little bit obsessed with calorie counting so at the start of the year I got my fitness pal and I started religiously logging everything all of my meal preps everything like that when I was eating anything even the pack of M&Ms that I'd have on a naughty day I'd log it to make sure that I, I was having the right amount of calories yeah so that might be good for someone trying to lose weight but when I've almost found the opposite. So there'd be days that I'd eaten all my uh, the correct foods, Mm -hmm. but I'd done a massive workout. So my my fitness tracker and my fitness pal all of a sudden said, "Oh, you've got an extra six hundred calories." I'm like, sweet. So I'm I'm gonna go get some peanut M and M's, and while you're there, you also see the Kit Kats and the the really spicy Doritos, and and all of a sudden you're like a thousand calories over. And some people that go do go over, they think, well, I'm over. Let's just let's just go full sense yeah, and you get really caught up in the fact that you've gone over and you're really annoyed at yourself, or you then think, hey, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, which is what I found, is that you start typing it in and you're like, oh, is that a big number? Or if that is a big number, mm. maybe I shouldn't eat anymore. Or maybe it all all, all all comes down to your relationship with food, doesn't definitely. it? Definitely. So mm. I really do think that things like my fitness pal and everything you really just need to be it's very easy to see a number on a phone and not take into consideration your makeup of yourself yeah 
So I've I've moved away from that now. I'm no longer focusing so hard on my calories. I might might cycle back into it, you know, next year, shredding for summer that we didn't have this year. Um, but now I'm all I'm doing is focusing on getting the the amount of protein that I want in every day. And as long as I get around about that, I'll eat to be happy after that. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I have a, a double protein shake and two of the, the protein bars and then a bag of M&Ms if I really want. It's it's all about when I'm when I eat now, I'm not identifying as any diets. All I'm doing is asking myself, what benefit is this food going to bring me? Yeah. And the majority of the time, it's uh, it's the healthy food. My lunches are pretty much, I think it's six or seven types of uh, veg just chopped up into a salad with chicken thighs. Nice. So it's it's really nice with um with tubby tom's seasoning all over it which is amazing <laughs> we really want to get some sponsors like the rest of the good um good podcasts out there so whenever you want to hit us up let us know um so yeah i'm just i'm just uh eating and just asking myself what benefit is this going to bring me and yes just making you happy it can be a benefit so oh i'm feeling a bit crap today do I want do I want these M and M's? Do I want this sausage roll? Yeah, it'll make me happy. I'm gonna That's have it. it. Yeah, I think. Am I gonna have this cake that Chloe just bought over for me? I yeah. Am. <laughs> I think I'm on a similar page now. Like, mm. like yeah, I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. My lunch might be slightly different. And then um, if I'm eating an alright tea, yeah, do you know what? I can have a bottle of ice cream and I can have a bit of. And not feel bad about it. And not feel bad about it, and you feel okay with it. I think. There's a point where you can follow whatever thing you need, but I think most people get to a point where like, you know what, if I eat this, then I'm okay. Yeah. And um, a great a great Instagram that I follow is Jordan Syatt. He's a, he was a trainer for Gary Vee. Do you know Gary Vee? He's the big influencer on Instagram, that, uh, very viral marketing. But th- this guy was his trainer, and that interests me more, so I follow him instead of the, the interesting guy. Um, He's just got loads of no bullshit advice uh, on it, on his page. And the big thing he says is you cannot mess this up. Like, if you have the bad cheat meal, okay, great. Have, accept it. Like, you're happy with it. You've eaten it to make you happy. Get back on the good diet tomorrow. Do another workout tomorrow. Like, you, it's your life. Like, one, one naughty meal isn't going to change your life. I'm gonna wait until Monday. I'll start oh, again on Monday. Yes, yeah, first of the month we'll start. Mm. But I think it's just attitude towards life and like your attitude of what you're, how you are towards it. Yeah. I'm sure for some people it's much worse. I think it's probably fine. Attitudes back here, okay, bodied. And <laughs> I'm sure it. I know it's a struggle for other people and other people struggle to lose weight and stuff or stick to the diet. But I think the mentally the way you look at it is a big. Yeah, yeah, it, it is all about that relationship. And again, Instagram can be great uh, source of information. It can also be a terrible one. Oh, one that I keep seeing so come up a lot. Bad. And you've definitely heard me rant about this before, Chloe. The broccoli one. It's the broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's someone loves putting an Instagram up um, saying 100 calories of steak and 100 calories of broccoli and comparing it. And I think the 100 calories of steak might have I've, I'm just going to, it's not this, but I think it's about 15 grams of protein and 100 grams of steak. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas the hundred cal- uh, calories of not grams, hundred calories of steak compared to hundred grams, like mess that up. So hundred calories of steak with let's say fifteen um, grams of protein. Whereas a hundred calories of broccoli is going to have like thirty grams of protein in. Do you know how much broccoli <laughs> you need to eat to have a hundred calories? It's nearly it's nearly four full heads of broccoli. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so that, that instagram post looks really good and it really helps the vegan argument not that i'm gonna get uh, into my, my thoughts oh, on that you're not gonna be happy about that and steak is far more delicious anyway <laughs> yeah and yeah that, that's you get good advice on Instagram, you get bad advice with Instagram. Again, we, what we keep coming back to, you've got to find out what works for you yeah. and not works for everyone else. Completely. I think, is that time for our happy endings? Yeah, I think we're going to happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, we, I think we've preached enough today. Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. This is a random one. I really struggled to find some good news this week. Oh, no, that doesn't sound good. Everything was like, was about the dreaded C word. And I was like, ugh. So I found this random news story about some cows in Africa. Okay. So obviously, like, you're a little moo cow in the middle of Africa, and there's a lot of people that want your juicy steak. Lions, <laughs> tigers, not tigers. Yeah. That's, that's but lots of tigers and lions and stuff. Not tigers, lions. <laughs> lions, yeah. Lots of predatory animals. Lots of predatory animals. There we go. And the article's called One Way to Protect Your Cows from Predators. And these villagers have started painting eyes on the butts of their cows. <laughs> okay, that's and a great the picture. Is that the lions see these eyes or these spots on the back of the cows' bums and think they're eyeballs, and so they don't attack their cows because they think they're a really big predator. Yeah, yeah. Also, that yeah, with the picture, it's made it so that the eyes are on the front of the well, on, the on its actual almost butt cheeks. So yeah, because. I don't know if you've noticed in the animal kingdom, predator have predators have eyes on the front, mm-hmm. and prey have eyes on the side of their heads. Yeah, they do. And obviously, that must be a way that animals yeah, so identify that. It's called psychological trickery. There you go. I knew it'd have a good, yeah, good it's word. It's a low cost way to protect cattle from their predators and to help the lions coexist with livestock and farmers. So smiley faces on bums. Smiley faces on cow bums. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we're recording this uh, a little early before it comes out. Today is, I don't know if you knew, today is International Doggo Day. Oh, I did know that. And today is Macaulay Culkin's 40th birthday. No way! Yeah. Side note, I really want to see a remake of Home Alone, but still with Macaulay Culkin this age. Yeah. But obviously age-appropriate actors. They did it for a Google advert. But no one, no one just admit like recognizes the fact that he's old, not a kid, and just like crack on. Like I think that would be great. Anyway, today is International Dog Day, and um, that's got Goose excited. Um, so my story is about Maisie, who won Crufts this year, Best in Show. She is a wired-haired dachshund, actually from Gloucestershire, which is great, and. After after the full four days of competition on the on the oh, um, in the is it NAC in Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. On her way to the podium, she decided to take a poop. She did. Yeah. <laughs> because, because she literally just came out of a hound class into the final, so her owner didn't have time to take her to the podium. Oh. 
So yeah, in on the lap of honor, she was walking around on the way to the podium and uh, just dropped one. When you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> like, double demon. So, so yeah, thanks again for for listening to our second episode. Um, if you could leave us any comments or, well, obviously just review us as five stars on wherever you listen to your podcasts and then message us privately and tell us how rubbish it is or whatever things that we've done wrong this time. That would be great to know. Um, hopefully I don't sound like I'm on the toilet this time. And hopefully I didn't say like Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, any ideas for the next ones? Again, give us comments. That, that's always helpful. And make sure you go check us out on our Instagram. So Ash is C O A perform. Yeah. And mine is C R Sports Massage as well. Make sure you go check us out. Awesome. And uh, look forward to hearing from you guys. <laughs>